The program we are about to present is a report on the gay liberation movement. Betches Media presents Gay, 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 Gay and Lesbian Homosexuals Come Together. Twyla, Twyla, Twyla. Everyone's gay. Bless God and bless the gays. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Chris Burns. <laughs> I'm Brian Russell Smith. That was an original, and this is Everyone's Gay. <laughs> That was um, an original. Hi, guys. Yeah, it was. It was new. Um, thank you so much. I've yeah. been reinventing. The wheel. The wheel. Because they said you can't reinvent the wheel. And but here I we are. have. <laughs> I live in constant reinvention. Mm-hmm. Why do you have, like, different colored nails? Okay. Well, it's they're all black, and there's two that are red. So yeah. So let's not get fucking crazy. Um, Just the style? Because... Yeah, I guess. Can I don't you, know. So you saw Hustlers, right? I did. Can you tell me about it? Because I'm V-curious. Okay. So, spoiler alert. Because I'm going to make spoilers. Wait, but I want to see it. I won't spoil everything, but... Okay. I'm not going to like, tell you the end. Don't tell me the end. Where <laughs> J-Lo dies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't die. Or and does Ca- she? Who and knows? Cardi B becomes president. Um. Okay, so... What do you want to know hustle. what it's about? Just like your overall feel. So I thought I was gonna adore it mm-hmm. because I like love all of those women and you're a I wish stripper. I was a criminal I wish I was a stripper I wish you know all of those things for me um, so it's basically like focused on Constance Wu and she is stripping to take care of her grandmother and then stripping Aww. because she has a daughter mm. and J-Lo is like the basically like queen bitch of the strip club and has an iconic like four minute strip tease on the pole and she's like amazing um and cardi b is only in like three scenes but they're pretty fucking good like cardi b is she, good does she play cardi b or does she play a different person she, they don't call her cardi no but i mean b. like is she like she's cardi b yeah yeah. Um, how much is Lizzo in? Like it? it starts with like Cardi B's first um, appearance. Constance Wu is on her first day and is like trying to give a guy a lap dance, and then all of a sudden somebody like grabs her by the hair and pulls her back, and she's like, "Move, bitch!" And then it's Cardi B. Oh. <laughs> um, but then they become friends. So like J Lo's amazing. Constance Wu sees her perform, and then she like finds J Lo, and basically is like can you teach me how to whatever? And I thought they were going to make it where like JLo's mean the whole time, but she's not, she's like supposed to be super warm and nice to all mm. of the girls. So she like teaches Constance Wu and they have a great time and they make like a ton of money and it's supposed to be in 2007. And then the financial crisis hits and it's 2008 and the strip club like goes to shit because half of wall street gets fired and they can't make money doing it anymore. And then thanks Bush. They like lose touch for a long time. And then Constance has to go back to stripping cause she has her kid and it's at the same club and JLo's there. So now ah. it's like 2011 oh. and they're like, we're not making any money cause of this. So then JLo comes up with a scheme and they all kind of like drug men <laughs> is oh. basically what it is. So they're like drug men and then take their credit cards and like, charge the max on the credit card to what so it starts with them at um like they're still with the strip club so they'll bring the guys back to the strip club the strip club's like in on it so the strip club like charges whatever the max is to their credit card and then they get paid from the strip club oh, okay but then eventually it's like we don't need the strip club anymore we can do this on our own blah, 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 blah. so interesting yeah it's how much is Lizzo in it? Very little. Mm-hmm. Like one scene. They're like, oh, she's hot right now. Let's throw her a scene. Yeah. Cool. And also she's in it. The girl from, or Lily Reinhardt. What's she in? I don't fucking know. That fucking she's, um, she's dating that guy who is the sweet life of Zach and Cody. What? We haven't, there's an intern in here today helping us. She's going to know. What's, What's the show called? What? Riverdale. 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 See that we need the young people to yeah. know what Riverdale is. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in it and plays like a stupid young girl. Okay, and she's good. And then Kiki Palmer's in it and it's really funny. Oh, cool! I like Kiki Palmer. She did a Betches video with us. She did two. Oh yeah. Well, she's great in this. And now she's like hosting Good Morning America. 
Good for her. Like, co- like co-hosting Good American or something. She's really shit. making her comeback. And then she, did you see her, sorry to divert the conversation. No, please. Did you see her, like, um, they, you know, you know how Vanity Fair does those like lie detector test YouTube videos? They're yeah, great. I, I would love never them. do one. I would love to do one. Um, I feel like I would just have an anxiety attack like on, you know, and then. I'd, yeah, no, I anyways. would never do a lie detector. Um, they like show her. Like who Dick Cheney is, and they're like, "Do you know who this person is?" And she like doesn't know who Dick Cheney is. Woof. Um, and then she like, and it became like this meme. And then someone asked her about it. I think it was like Andy Cohen or some shit. And she was like, um, "Well, so I know who he is now, but I kind of wish I never did." And I was like, "Oh, oh I like she that." She did her research. Too. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and also the girl from The Handmaid's Tale is in it. Elizabeth Moss. No, the one that has one eye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know her name. I follow her on Instagram, though. I don't know why. I'm just happy for her, you know? Yeah, you know, she... Booking those roles. And she only has one eye. She plays a crackhead in this, too. She always Well, I guess she's not a crackhead in The Handmaid's No, she was. She's, like, a former, like... Yeah. She was. And then she she also... She has, she has like, a stereotype, I guess. Um, But the movie's getting, like, Oscar buzz. People are saying J-Lo's gonna be nominated for an Oscar. J-Lo is... A hustler. She is like the hardest working oh, yeah. woman. And like in, in this movie, she's so hot. Like it's it's wild. She's she like over does 50. this strip. Oh, an usher has a guest <gasps> role in it, Ooh. and it's like so fucking hot because he comes into the club, and one of the girl they're all like finishing for the night, and she's like they're like usher is here, usher is here, and all oh, the girls usher. Like, yeah. And all the girls are like dancing on stage together, and they're just like throw. He's like throwing money. <laughs> And then J-Lo, like, gets in his face, and she's like, what's your name? Like, knowing who he is on purpose. And it's, I was like, oh, my God, have sex. But they did it. Um, but, yeah, it was fine. It That's was cool. That's I'd be awesome. very happy for J-Lo. I'll see it. Should yeah. I wait for it? Should I see it in theaters, or can I wait for Netflix? Yeah, you don't need to see it in theaters. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Also, Cardi B yeah, has, like, several more scenes where she's, like, yelling and ranting, and then she teaches mm-hmm. Constance Wu how to give a lap dance. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah. Um, it's like woman putting up woman. Yeah, it actually is. I thought it would be I wasn't not being so much of that. I know. Anyway, speaking of women, there's a new one in your life. Yes. He's so th- he thinks about it as though he just got married to a fucking woman. No, I I was like, which story, <laughs> which talking point are we talking about? Yeah, I got a puppy. I got a dog. Her name is Betty. She's a cavapoo or a cavoodle. Something that they a like cavapoo. A oh. cavapoo. Or they call it like a cavoodle, a cavoodle in Australia, I think, for whatever reason. A cavoodle? Yeah, because she's a king. I fucking can't with all these. She's like a King Charles Spanish, or Cavalier, I don't fucking know. Um, Cavalier, what is it? King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Oh, slash, that's what Charlotte had in Sex and the yes, City. Yes, slash Queen a Elizabeth. tiny poodle. Miniature poodle. Tiny poodle. I don't know. Baby poodle. Little poodle. She sounds gay. <laughs> She's definitely for, I mean, we named her Betty. That's <laughs> pretty gay. Um, uh, and I love her. It's very exciting. I hate she doing. She's doing great. She had her first bath today. She hated it. What time did you give her a bath? I didn't give her a bath. Antonio did. Oh, I was like, we've been at work since yeah, nine o'clock Yeah, he sent me a video. Um, she peed in her bed this morning. <laughs> um, but you know, I love her. It's fine. Does she just pee like fucking quarter size? Yeah, shit it, anyway? exactly. It's like two, like. Us, yeah, exactly. Um, she's her first vet appointment tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited to have something to do, like have an excuse to be like, I can't do things. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I would get a dog. It's amazing. I'm just so excited. I have to let the dog out. Sorry, I have to go home. So, okay. So, also what happened is, so last night, so Madonna is doing this residency. Oh, the, yeah. You saw Madonna. I saw Madonna last night, which we forgot we had tickets to because we bought them so long ago. Um, and... So she's doing this residency at the BAM theater in Brooklyn, which is like this like smaller venue. It's a very intimate show. And the sh- tickets say eight thirty. Oh, I actually know exactly where you saw her. Cause I saw Sarah Bareilles there once. Okay, cool. Um, and tickets said eight thirty. We were like rushing cause we were running behind. We got there. We like quickly eat dinner and then we keep, lo- but we could see the line and there was still a line around the block. We're like, okay, whatever. We got in around nine thinking she'll go on at like nine 30, mm-hmm. 10. She doesn't go on till fucking 11.15 p.m. Maybe 11.30. Because do you know why I don't know for exactly? Because when you walk in, they had this pouch thing where it like, they're like, there's no phones allowed. And I'm like, how can you enforce that? Mm -hmm. But what they had is this like pouch 
with like a magnetic like clasp at the top. So you literally lock your phone in this pouch and the only way to get it undone is like, cause they have to like swipe it with this thing. So I'm like asking people for like a fucking watch. Like what time is it? And so meanwhile, I thought we'd be home by yeah. 12 or like on our way. Oh my home. God. I would be so upset. So I was so annoyed. I also, was like, what if you say you don't have a phone? They don't well, believe there's you. a lie detector. I mean, lie detector, metal, <laughs> uh, detector. metal detector. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And then it's, she was still playing at 1 a.m. No. And I was no. like, and Anto- so Antonio leans over to me. He's like, do you want to go? And I was like, no, we can stay because he loves Madonna. Oh. But he's like, no, I've seen her. This is, it's 1 o'clock. It's 1 a.m. You're not focused because you're like freaking out that we've left the puppy alone. Was for she like long. doing acoustic? She did some acoustic stuff. It was an amazing show. It was really cool. The like, thing I've is, never seen anything like it. It was amazing. Madonna, yes, I appreciate her. She's like the queen. But I am not waiting three hours to see Madonna hell, sing like a prayer. Hell to the no. I didn't even get to see her sing like a prayer because we left before it happened. Because I was like, it, I was also, the other thing is the music that was playing like in the theater was like soft jazz. I literally was almost fell asleep sitting there. I mean, this is a nightmare situation. It was, it was kind of a nightmare. And I was just like pissed off. It's like, who do you think you are? We don't. Like, Were you drinking or no? A bit. See, and this is also. But I'd be like, oh, I, I have to pee. I'm gonna stop drinking now. If, no, I'd the be other so thing mad. is, people were getting so wasted because they were just sitting around drinking because they had nothing else to do. This one woman like poked me in the eye. I was just like not having the time, but I felt really <laughs> bad because I didn't pay for the tickets. Also, like, what was she doing for that long? What time did she start getting ready that she wasn't ready until fucking? 11.15. I have no idea. And had the ticket said 9.30, I would have been less appalled. I When I saw... But still. 11 at night? No. On a Tuesday? At BAM also? It's not like she has to get a whole fucking... We left early. We left early. No. no it, the, the production was insane. Like, I can't show you pictures, obviously, because they took away my phone. But it was unbelievable. The production was amazing. She's, like, so charismatic and cool. Like, I left with a new appreciation for Madonna. I mean, yeah, she's Madonna. But I know. Like, obviously, like, there was this one portion where she went into the audience and she had a conversation with um just this, like, fan of hers for, like, 10 minutes. Oh, my God. If I was that fan, I'd be like, <laughs> unlock my phone. Yeah. And then what else did she do that was cool? Like, her daughter, like, all of her daughters were there except for Lourdes. But then Lourdes did this, like, projection thing. It was, like, really interesting. Bizarre. She, yeah. I mean, it was fine. It was what it was. Um, when I saw Beyonce at On the Run 2, there was like a bunch of weather things and it was a nightmare and they didn't go on until 1115, mm-hmm. but like because of all of this shit and they played until two in the morning and but, I was like, I'm going to die. That, that's the difference though. There was a, a, you knew why. You knew why and they like, when they finally came out, because it was very clear, they like made announcements. They had to empty the stadium at yeah. one point and then Jay-Z and Beyonce finally came out and was like... We can't believe you fucking waited this long for us. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to give you an amazing show. And so they stayed. Like, they played from literally 1130 until 2 o'clock in the morning. I did the same, the same thing happen when I saw Bruce Springsteen um, with my family in New Jersey. He There was, like, a rain delay. And he ended up... We ended up... Because you tailgate for Bruce Springsteen concerts. I'm from yeah. New Jersey. <laughs> I've been to a couple Bon Jovi concerts, and I've been kicked out of one. Oh, I had to, I was not allowed back in um, because I got so <laughs> wasted. Me and my siblings were like chugging a bottle of vodka. I got so wasted. I climbed up on top of like the pole. We were in box seats. Thank you. Um, my friends, rich parents. Um, but we were in box seats and I like climbed the, the box during living on a prayer. Cause you were living on a prayer. I really was time of my life. Um, but Bruce was like, uh, they say I'll get a fine if I play past a certain time, but fuck it, I got the money. I yeah, like, I think Beyonce did the same thing because like, you get fined. I think after one o'clock in the morning. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. It's but like, also, yeah, because if you live by the stadium, you're like, oh my god. Because when I got kicked out of that Lady Gaga concert, <laughs> my friend was like, I live right next to City Field. Just come sit on my roof. You can see the lights and hear it. And I'm like, no, that's fucking worse. I yeah. don't want to hear it if I can't see what's happening. Anywho, all. Oh, we have our uh, interview with Justin Utley coming up. Um, it's great. We talk about a lot. He's um, a survivor of conversion therapy. Um, he talks about some interesting music. Stuff. He's an ex-Mormon. And his new album is out yeah. today. 
Um, so we're going to go to that and then make sure you stick around for our listener question. And as always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe because, you know, that gets us more listeners and it makes us feel good. Yeah, we need it, please. I mean, literally, I am worried for Chris if he doesn't get some good reviews. I'm worried about myself. I wrote an article yesterday that people are coming for me over. Oh, can you tell me about it? Yeah, I just wrote a fucking... They released the new Bachelor cast. I was, like, Googling the cast members, and I found this girl's blog. <laughs> and Also, that is on her. So they all, like, delete their Instagram and Facebook and stuff is gone. I'm guessing ABC makes them. Because mm-hmm. they're crazy about, like, that stuff. And But I found this girl's blog. And she has, like, all these articles or blog entries. And one of them is, like... 10 facts about me and one of them was i will be on the bachelor mark my words and it was from like early 2018 and i just wrote an article about her blog maybe it wasn't in the kindest of lights Mm -hmm. fucking sue me but there's like 50 comments on the website (laughs) that are like this is so mean and some girl dm'd me about how mean it was oh really But honestly i'm like that's like nicer than most shit that i do inside so i don't understand wow should that person really put it out there like the secret Like, if you say it, it will come. Yeah, she really did. And in another blog post, she had 15 things to do because you're young and dumb. She's only 22. And one of them was... Yeah, she's going to get married. Audition for a reality TV show. Oh, my God. So, good for her. I mean, I ended up being like, I'm happy for her. She did what she wanted. Yeah, but people don't care. They only stick to the negativity. But, you know, whatever. Come for me. All press is good press. Mm-hmm. I know. I love when trolls comment on shit because they're just boosting the engagement. And what else is great is that when trolls troll you, other people fight the trolls. So it's like you end up getting like 30 comments because one asshole said one stupid thing thinking that they were going to put us down. But literally, they just made more people see our posts. So we love it. Thank but you, not trolls. On, we can't get that shit on iTunes, so don't troll us on that. Yeah, that doesn't work for <laughs> iTunes. Um, oh, also, this comment on it I thought was very funny because the girl's blonde, whatever. And somebody comment commented on the article saying I love fat Carrie Bradshaw and somebody else commented being like if this person's fat what do you think of other people because they thought that they were like calling the girl fat Carrie Bradshaw and then the person commented back being like fat Carrie Bradshaw is Chris Burns' stage name how dare you call yourself a fan and like went off oh. but I was like they obviously don't know who I am if they're commenting that but either way I appreciate that thank you yeah um, Fun. All right, guys. We'll be right back with Justin Nutley. Today's episode of Everyone's Gay is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp. <laughs> is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your life goals? Yes, always. What is it? You. Oh, God. Just kidding. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. For you, Chris. Connect, thank you. <laughs> connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Honestly, thank God. I hate talking to people in person. I agree. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Texting a therapist is truly my ideal situation. Professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, LGBT matters, grief, Check. self-esteem, Check. sleeping, Check. relationships. Check. Nope. Nope. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Family conflicts, etc. Basically, all of your problems. Anything you need, baby. And it's confidential. Mm-hmm. So, and also, if you are not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. For no additional charge wow it's available worldwide um it's you can start communicating in under 24 hours it's available on desktop mobile web android and ios apps they have financial aid if you can't pay for it you can do a little money plan yeah it's super affordable convenient professional and secure and lucky for you everyone's gay listeners gets 10 percent off your first month with discount code gay that is betterhelp.com slash gay Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you will love. So why not get started gay? Just go to betterhelp.com slash gay. And we're back with singer, songwriter, activist, Justin Utley. Thank you. Is I, that a good um, description? Yes. I'm, I'm actually a survivor. I use that instead of activist. Um, mm. I went through two years of conversion therapy. And so I try to connect with uh, the community out there in that way. 
I'm trying to be a voice to end the practice. So, mm-hmm. yes. And you're from Utah? Utah originally. Yeah, I was born and raised there. Um, pretty typical, like, raised in a Mormon community where everyone went to the same, like, public school and church mm. and Cub Scouts and mm. swimming lessons. So it's, you know, it was a pretty tight-knit thing. But, yeah. And then moved out here to New York in, uh, I think, 2004. So... Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, you were, yeah, you were just saying you moved back to Utah. Yeah, I moved back in 2016 and have been working with um, Equality Utah and Born Perfect on some initiatives to end conversion therapy mm-hmm. for kids. Um, I think it should be banned just in general because it doesn't work. And so, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. Science. I just wrote something about how they just re, like, are making it, making it legal again in New York City yeah. for, like, the greater good. It's a, it's a tricky thing because, like, my... My take on it is like there's more than one way to get things done and not everything doesn't have to go to the legislature. Yeah. Um, in this case, and especially like, you know, medical marijuana, why are legislators deciding on something mm-hmm. that doctors should be deciding on? Um, huh, I haven't yeah, thought of that, that either. That's right. Like why, are, why is anyone legislating? On we it? both it's went, their, huh? it's none of their business <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Um, and so with this, it's like, well, why, why is anyone legislating against it? It should be, the mental health board, the ones that issue the licenses yeah, and handle that are like extremely uh, against it. Oh, they totally are. Say, and so yeah. um, I went and f- uh, spoke to some people at Doppel and they uh, they're having a hearing um, toward the end of this month in Utah about it. And they're the ones that are going to make the, the decision. The governor, the bill ultimately failed that they pushed in the legislature um, because Utah and it's all in all its uniqueness. Mm. Um, there's some um, believers that also believe that they have been cured yet um, when cross-examined in Jersey, uh, the same group of people were found like that they'd had affairs on their wives and all this stuff and it really yeah. didn't work. And so Jersey just outlawed it straight away as just consumer fraud, no mental health, no nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, and which totally makes sense. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. the way to go. Um, and so Utah, they're, they're looking at it from just a mental health point of view, which is great. Um, my, uh, my uh, take on the thing in New York is, in any other state, when you legislate something, then that gives the opposition a chance to challenge the law in court. Yeah. yeah. And what they're using is uh, religious freedom, of course, with everything. Mm-hmm. And so when you take that away and go through the mental health board or consumer fraud, they can't do that. And yeah. so that I think that's why they retracted it here in New York to give room. But that's yeah. just New York take City other, specifically, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. But it's like retracted so it doesn't get. To, uh, yeah, it doesn't go to court, court and, yeah. and yeah, because technically someone can say, "Well, my church is the church of conversion therapy, and you're restricting my religious rights." Yeah, and I it's think like we should freedom just, of um, speech is right. also what they're right, which is sort of weird because it's like, well, if you're a licensed therapist and you're doing something that's going to harm someone, that's malpractice. You don't have the right to malpractice. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and like you know, ultimately, you want people to be able to make their own decisions and. And my take is if someone is married to someone of the opposite sex, but they're not attracted to them, they have the right to stay in that marriage if they want to. Yeah. Um, and they should be able to seek out counseling to help them cope with that issue. But they can't say that they've been cured. They've basically just been mm-hmm. helped learn how to write with their right hand being left-handed. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're they very so. good at closing their eyes and they have a good imagination. Yeah. Right. They're just getting their, <laughs> their left hands just getting oh. hit with a ruler. <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, that's that on conversion therapy. It's uh, it was it was rough. They had me on a bunch of uh, medication when I went through it, and they said that I had been molested as a child, and I just didn't remember. Oh Jesus! So they exactly how old were you? Him a lot. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was in my I was like twenty three when I went in. Uh-huh. Uh, I was about twenty six when I left, um, and then kind of had to work my way out of it. Um, saw a different therapist that was unaffiliated with the church or any sort of other uh, group, and they were evidence-based and unbiased, which is how they're supposed to be. Yeah. And she helped me work through all that stuff. And, uh, um, but yeah, I was on the medications and stuff for like two years and it was for PTSD and anxiety and depression from this experience I had as a child. And th- they said that it was a learned behavior that I wasn't gay, that gay is a verb mm. and I'm only gay if I act gay. Hmm. Um, gay is a verb. Yeah, so they st- <laughs> I don't <laughs> right. think so, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like they, they strip away the integrity of the person and, and take away their dignity and identity as a, as a, as a gay man or a lesbian or, or anyone that's questioning their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, they just strip that part of your identity away and vilify it. So it's mm-hmm. not a part of you. And, and when you're growing up in a, in a very conservative or Latter-day Saint home, like I was, it's, it's part of your identity. Like being mm-hmm. a Mormon is your, is your thing. And so 
to strip the gay part away of you is, is a bit easier, so to speak, than stripping away and, and losing your religion because that makes up, at least it feels like it makes up such a huge part of your identity. And if you lose that, yeah. then who are you, yeah. you know? And it turns out you're pretty fucking amazing yeah. when you lose that too, you know? Jesus. So, I keep saying it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. would you, are you still Mormon? No, no. Yeah. I resigned um, shortly before moving here to mm-hmm. New York and... A lot of people say it's because you were gay, and it's actually not. I had I had been uh, I, I was trying to stay in for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Like that was the whole point, point. and yeah. uh, it was just me discovering some of the really problematic history that they have been covering up that I was lied to about um, over and over, and then finding out that it was actually true. Like the founder mm-hmm. had a fourteen-year-old girl uh-huh. wife and stuff like that. I was just like, you know, if I had known that, I wouldn't have probably mm-hmm. kept the faith, and that's not really fair. And um, with the leaders saying what they are about trans kids. Um, and a lot of the followers just don't say anything because they're just, you know, they're, they want to be pious. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like, well, if any other, if any other organization were saying this about a group of people that what I did they cared say about, about trans kids? Um, that uh, gender was decided before earth and uh, that to yeah. distort that is distorting God and you know, mm-hmm. this and that. And that it just, it, it frustrates me on, on two fronts because a it's, I guess it's their business if someone in their congregation is is dealing with that. But outside of that, it's none of their business. Like, mm-hmm. why, why are they preaching to people that aren't even Mormon? You know, yeah. why are they trying to make their lives difficult, make them be able to not enjoy their life or, you know, adopt? Um, they were trying to block gays and lesbians mm-hmm. yeah. from adopting and stuff. And it's just like, well, why? It's, they're, not even par- they're not even Mormon. It's not even under your thumb. So, and then the second part of that, and I was telling my dad this, like, why do they get, an exemption from having to be held responsible for what they say because, you know, we have political leaders saying all sorts of awful things and people get to scream right back at them. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they get voted out and we've got, you know, if a principal were to say that, you know, they would be raked over the coals, but then someone religious says it and they just get the pass. Yeah. That's just not cool. Not cool at all. I always think that with our political figures, especially right now, if they said, if I had said this thing in my place of work that they're saying, I would be fired. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's if just, I told someone in my office to go back to where they came from, I'd be fired. Exactly. Um, why? Why are they? Yeah. Really. Truly. Really. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Are you still religious at all? So I've got a, I don't know, humanist side. It's like I believe that, and it was like this. It was a spiritual experience, actually. I should mm-hmm. say. Um, uh, two figures appeared to me in the air, and they told me where some gold <laughs> plates were hidden. No. Uh, <laughs> I believe that God really is in all of us and God isn't necessarily a white heterosexual with blue eyes and blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a power and universe, whatever you want to call it. But like we are the ones that get the responsibility to change things Mm -hmm. like us. In my view, praying to someone in the sky isn't going to help what's happening. So if we're praying to like help feed the homeless and help take care of these starving kids, then it's up to us to get off our asses and go do it. Like, cause we have the power to change it. We mm-hmm. honestly do. And, um, that's what, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I feel like, you know, I, I prayed to change my sexuality so much and then discovered that not only is it not changeable, but it's something to celebrate and be and embrace who you are and, and found that peace in it. Um, I feel like it's almost like a pay it forward thing. Well, now that I know what this feels like, I can't, I shouldn't just be praying that someone else will find it. I need to go out and find them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really nice. That's kind of what I, I feel. love that. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you recently released your third studio album. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, Thank congratulations. you. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> and it is called <laughs> Scars. Yes. Which, I mean... It's obvious now, but if you want to talk about, <laughs> well, I, I just like, oh, I just want to know like what the feeling is also like, like putting so much work into something and then just like putting it out there and it's like, that's it. It's, it's, um, it was cathartic going through the process of recording it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also cathartic putting it out there. Cause it's just like, oh my gosh, get out. Go, yeah. Just be done tired of listening to the same verse over and totally where i have to keep reminding myself like no one else has heard this yet no one else has heard this yet no one else has heard this yet um and scars itself it started out uh, we recorded it initially at the converse rubber track studio in brooklyn and Mm -hmm. it was originally a foo fighters ish sounding thing i was channeling a lot of like dave Grohl at that time Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a really fun fast loud song and then i spoke at a a panel on suicide um, in utah for the sundance film festival this past year, um, 
Utah's got the highest suicide rate um, in the nation. Um, wow. It's the leading cause of death in kids and teens and young adults. Jesus. Okay. So, all right, I know. That's <laughs> and crazy. So, I mean, that's like, you know, I I feel like it's, it's a unique spot. And like those that have, those that have figured it out have the responsibility to help others, like I said. And it was wonderful moving to New York and feeling like, God, I can be here and I can be anything and anyone. I can be friends with anyone and they it doesn't, they, everyone doesn't have to look in the same and act the same and I can still be their friend where there's still that culture back there in Utah. And it's, it's almost like you take one step forward and 20 steps back and they need people that are willing to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing there. Um, so I was speaking on, on conversion therapy at the suicide panel, um, and, uh, or suicide prevention, I should say. Um, and I met this trans woman named Josie, and she uh, had the word survivor tattooed on her arm, which is the first song I released. Uh. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to talk to you. Um, and she's a vet. She's awesome. Um, she's larger than life in many ways. She's just she kicks ass. And I was asking about some of the other tattoos she has. And she showed me some, and then she said that these were to cover up the scars that were left behind by the belt buckle that she was whipped with over and over. <laughs> Jesus. And it actually took out parts of her skin, and um, it really hit me hard, and I, I thought a lot about it, and I read over the words of Scars, the song, and that's why it's in the version that you hear now instead of that loud, fast rock version, because I really was like, you know, I need to honor this story. I need to honor people that have been through these things, and 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 still celebrate scars themselves for them, you know, creating us and and who we are. But I needed to bring the reverence to the message. And I think I needed to do that through the music. And so I changed it up and, you know, it took a while to figure it out, but it's a, it's a really beautiful version. And in the video, I'm carrying a, a picture of my aunt um, from her high school graduation and she committed suicide just a few years ago. Um, and so I released the video on World Suicide Awareness Day yeah. on the 10th. So wow. yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of messages in there. And I try to keep the meaning of the music and the videos open enough that people can identify with them with how they want. And so it's not so specific, but mm-hmm. yeah, because everyone's got stuff they've been through. I think we've all been through some, some sort of bullying where it's internal or external, but like not fitting in or whatever. But I think that's what I sing to is that that common thread of that in that in that song and that message so mm-hmm. well so you quoted like you've been you've been saying religious bullying yeah. um and especially coming from utah yeah would you say like that is what played a part with you yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was basically told like if you don't do this program you're going to be separated from your family for the rest of eternity and that's the reality as a mormon just freaks the hell out of you and then i remember before i went on my mormon mission uh they have a they have a handbook of rules that everyone has access to, but then they have a second handbook that's only available to the leaders and the, my Bishop and my stake president, which is basically the Bishop's boss of the congregation. They, and they oversee a bunch of them. Um, they what's be, that just to be clear, what is a Mormon mission? It's a two year proselytizing self funded. So you pay for it your own way and you go knock on doors and try to convert people to Mormonism. Um, oh, I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. 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 And I, it's, it was, it's a lot of times you find yourself in this and it's a, it's a spiritual experience. Sure. Um, but I've had people say it was their humanitarian (laughs) time of their life. I'm like, did you dig any wells and build schools and (laughs) build medical tents or anything? Um, but it was an interesting experience. I was in Arizona. Um, most of the time I was on the Indian reservations, which was interesting because the, the story of the Book of Mormon is that Jews built a boat in 600 BC, which they couldn't have, that would have lasted <laughs> across the Atlantic, but they did apparently. And they landed in the <laughs> Central America and they became wicked, so God cursed them with dark skin. And that's, Ooh, that, bitch. Yeah, and they became the Native <laughs> that Americans. Is that's dark. And so I am like teaching these Native Americans, like, this is where you came from. They're oh like, my God. And they're like, no, that's not where we came from. Oh like God. I, Oof. I have proof where they we probably, came from. Yeah, they probably have a really great record. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was really then that I started. Like I said, it wasn't being gay. It was really kind of digging back. I'm like, wait, why am I trying to convert these people that are telling me that where I said that they came from isn't where they came from? Like they should know. Like they would know better than I would, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I kind of started feeling like this is just another case of some white dude showing up, telling them how to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Taking over. Um, 
And it was also on my Mormon mission that I saw gay porn for the first time, or porn in general. Mm. It was on a bishop's computer who forgot to clear his <gasps> history. Oh, oh my god! I mean, it could have been his wife. I can't really, but you know, it was not. It was not his wife. <laughs> She and wasn't allowed to use the computer. Yeah, I, I know, right? She's um, certainly also, you can tell when it's a gay person looking up <laughs> yeah. porn and when it's a woman. It's like, wow, this is oddly specific search. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that's what I went to my bishop with after I, after I got off my mission. And, you, and I got to Utah and went back to my bishop and told them about this. And that's when they said, no, you're not gay. You have a same gender attraction. It's, a, it's like a mental disorder or some sort mm. of Wait, was this illness. the bishop whose computer you saw? No, no. There's oh, a, a different like, areas. No, I'm gay and so are you, bitch. <laughs> I saw it. I'm turning you in unless you write me a check right yeah. now. Um, okay, so while I was preparing for my mission, then they pulled out that rule book that only they have, the, the, the leaders, and in it, and they made me read it because they were too uncomfortable reading it. Their rule was, and I remember this in black and white, Masturbation is a homosexual act. It does not involve the opposite sex and can lead to homosexuality. And as an 18-year-old, like already struggling with my feelings and attractions and being told, oh, well, maybe this is just like admiration or this weird bro crush that everyone mm-hmm. has a little bit of but nobody yeah. talks about. Yeah. Um, but then I'm being we've told. We've all had that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like being reading this, like this is from God basically, like, wow, I'm doing this to myself now too. Like I am so awful. And mm-hmm. so it's this, it's this like manipulative way to like bully yourself into obedience to what they want you to do. And, it, and, in, and in that, you know, eventually it doesn't work. You will fail at changing that part of you. And when that fails, that is a, it's a huge, tremendous loss. And I mean, you fall into suicidal thoughts and, and depression and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a really awful cycle. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't remember where we're going with that. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I noticed that you brought your father up a lot. Was oh, your yeah. father still Mormon? Yeah, he is. Um, and but you're, are you close with him? Very. Yeah. yeah. We weren't at first. It was really hard for him to... Well, first I came out to him that I had been molested as a child and didn't remember, and I was going through adult therapy for PTSD. Did, um, he, be- did he go along with and it? And they did because... Another yeah. statistic in Utah is that one out of every four girls and one out of every five boys have been sexually molested before mm-hmm. they're 18. They have a priest penitent law that doesn't require religious organizations to report cases of abuse. Hmm. So it continues to just happen. Love um, Zion. I know, right? <laughs> trying to trying to make a difference, though, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it was believable. That, that situation, that scenario was believable, and so they went with it. And I remember talking to my cousin over the phone and trying to figure out who in my neighborhood could have done this and who else, you know, who else has had that experience or had that happen to them as a child and going, well, maybe it's the same person. And I remember the therapist piecing together these, these repressed memories, so to speak of, you know, do you remember a house that made you uncomfortable that you ran past as a child? And I'm like, well, yeah, like 10 of them. (laughs) So were there 10 places I was molested and it's just, you know, but they boiled it down and I'm almost like, yeah, I can remember the carpet and I can remember the walls and this and this, you know, but they were just pieces of other random memories of, you know, being scared as a kid. And what kid isn't scared of is just something. I mean, you turn out the Mm -hmm. lights downstairs and you run up the stairs as fast as you fucking can, you know, because there's a monster down there. Repressed. It's like repressed memory. That is like an outlawed thing now. Right. I mean, it, it, I feel like I've read something because I know that there was like a lot of cases of similar. Yeah. Well, they can blame it on that because it's an easy scapegoat because, Mm. Oh, this happened and you just don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well then where's the evidence? Like what, what, what's happening to me in my life that would indicate that that really happened? Because then when my mom found out about it, she called me and was just like, what the hell is this? Like I was home all the time. I was at the Mormon housewife. Your dad wanted, yeah. In the kitchen and making cookies, and you never came home from piano lessons three hours late. So she's like, I don't know when this could have ever happened. Your behavior never changed. Like, all the indications that that when this happens to a child, we're never there. Mm-hmm. So, and so now, are you so close with both your parents? Yeah. Yeah, they've they've divorced, but, like, my mom left the Mormon church when I, when I came out, basically. And she, right. she resigned. And then my dad... We butted heads a little bit, and he he stayed on that path of oh my gosh, I'm never going to see you in the next life. How could this be? You know, this is so awful. And I, it came down to a, a point where I had to tell him, look, if you believe in a God that's going to separate us because of who I am biologically and and who I love, but but not about what kind of life I live, which is 
what your Jesus is about, then your God is an asshole. And I really don't want to have anything to do with him or you. And like a couple months later, we had this like, just like something changed in him and he got it. And he basically said, like, I don't think this, this membership role of this church is, is going to be anything in the next life. I don't think it's going to matter who's actually on this list of, you know, guests. This, this, it is fli- a physical, this flight manifest. It is a physical list, is it, it is, not? It yeah. is, yeah. Like, and if you've confessed to your bishop that you've had any sort of homosexual activity, um, they put an asterisk next to your name. And oh, there's mm-hmm. an actual physical, physical yeah. list? Yeah. And you're not allowed to have callings when you're, like, have a position in the church where you're over children. So it just purports this whole like pedophilia. It's equating pedophilia. Yeah, to you can't be a seminary teacher. You can't. I mean, it has nothing to do with being gay, but it's just part of this. It's, it's part of this shame construct that yeah. they have in the church. So. Um, so before we started, you were telling us about this other. So you just released your album Scars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you were telling us about this song you have coming out with a yes. fun video. Oh yeah. So in October, um, it's called Waiting for Love, and the song itself is about how. I just got tired of trying to find like someone to be with and like, why am I programmed this way? Why are we having to search for something to make us feel like we're complete and our culture is so embraced of this or, or so saturated with this idea that we, you know, if you break up with someone, they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It's just like, well, why does that have to be a bad thing? Why can't I be good that I'm actually okay being single? Um, and so the song kind of touches on that and then like, why am I, why am I waiting for, why am I searching for this? I should be waiting for it to find me and it'll find me when it finds me. And it's a really fun kind of an, kind of a throwback to some of my earlier material that was a little more country flavored ish. Mm. Um, but it's a really fast stompy song. And, uh, in the video I wanted to kind of bring two worlds together and, and make them clash and show that like we can coexist with other groups. Um, uh, so there's a. <laughs> the the director and the the director of the video was was made a cut of it and sent it to me. And he's like, well, I created this scene where your phone goes off and tells and says, you know, the little bubbles that used to be on uh, um, House of Cards when people text, mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. pop up. Bloop, bloop. Yeah, uh, it's like, you know, hey, you're coming over. Yeah, I'll be over there in a second. And I and then all of a sudden you see a, the truck driving away. And I'm like, no, you don't need you don't need a cause for a truck driving away. This is a country video. I am in a truck because I just am. Yeah. Because it's a country video. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going on a dirt road because it's a dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> the truck breaks down because it just breaks down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's all those like tongue in cheek references mm-hmm. to country music video stuff. And then. And truckers and, are all gay. Yeah. Okay. And, well, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we well, there's, hope. A, there's a few of them. Like, oh. Um, and then I'm hitchhiking, of course. And then, uh, the third car that pulls up is this, is this convertible full of drag Queens and I get in that car and uh, we drive away and we're having a good time. We walk into a bar and then all of a sudden the music stops and everyone looks over and then the music, music, (laughs) right. Then the music starts up again and everyone's having a good time. And I, and I told the, everyone that was there for the filming, like, you know, this is, it's a simple thing, but like, I just wanted to do something to make people realize like we don't have to have these silos and especially in the LGBTQ community, I feel like there is, you know, there's a, it's awesome that we're self-identifying and using pronouns and all this cool stuff, but it's almost getting to a point that I'm fearing that we are putting everyone back in these boxes and mm. they can't coexist with each other mm-hmm. anymore. Um, like everyone's in these, these silos and like that's dangerous because then everyone gets isolated all over again and we're back where we started. And like, yeah. we, that's, like the whole point of Stonewall was like we exist, yeah. You know, everyone, all of us, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of what I wanted to do with like this these, these two worlds of like people in this country bar with a bunch of drag queens, and we're all having a good time because it, we can, we, we yeah. can, we just have to like let our egos go and let our guard down. Yeah, yeah. And my my dad was a little uncomfortable with the idea. Then I'm like, okay, a drag queen is the least threatening. <laughs> Of yeah. anyone in our community, mm-hmm. like yeah, really, truly, honestly, I mean, like unless um, you don't get them their drink on time, they are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like someone you would want over for your birthday. Oh, uh, totally, you know? totally. Yeah. Okay, so um, do you want to stick around and play a game? <laughs> do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, yes. we're gonna lighten <laughs> lighten up the mood a little. I know. I'm it's sorry. It's a quick shift from. Yeah, <laughs> I probably segue. Hey. Um, so we call this game cock it or block it. Basically we give you a subject and we tell you cock it is good good, and block it is bad. Okay. Like you cock it. Oh yeah. I like this. And then you can like explain why or why not. So John Cena cock it conversion therapy block it. 
Yes. Yes. Awesome. I can play that. Yes. Yeah. John Cena. Celebrity crush John Cena. Is that your mm. celebrity crush? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Who's yours? Oh, I know this already. What, what do you think? Hugh Jackman. Oh, yes. Hugh Jackman is like... Oh, it, yeah. Hugh Jackman is like tied for number one with... I recently re, like rediscovered that I love Justin Theroux. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Um, th- did you watch that show he was on? Was it like The Happening on HBO? I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh I God. love them, the but gray not enough. Sweatpants. To, uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Any, the, no, the, anybody. the leftovers. The leftovers. The leftovers. Yes, yes. Just the gray sweatpants. Google <laughs> Justin Theroux gray sweatpants <laughs> and you will <laughs> melt in your chair. Yeah. Anybody in gray sweatpants. It, Justin Theroux in gray like, sweatpants. Like I put on my stained gray sweatpants <laughs> to go like shopping in the morning. I'm like, why don't I look like everyone else? <laughs> Yeah, so oh, cock it, gray sweatpants. Um, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, Chris, who's your celebrity crush? Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. Like that. He's yeah. cute. I like, like you know, little, little nice. Just be nice. <laughs> that's what I always talk about. This how my dream man is a baker. Just a nice Just man. Just a full time, nice like man. wealthy baker. Also like, wealthy, of like course. Gordon Ramsay. He's not a baker. <laughs> if you know anything about him, he's not a baker. Paul Hollywood. Well, not any baker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch the Great British Baking Show? Oh no, I should. Though. Okay. I've heard so much about it's it. Just, we both love it. We, only because it's so because we're both depressed and anxious all the time, <laughs> and it's one Sign of those. Me up. Yeah, it's one of those shows that just like makes you feel good because um, it's just so like chill and they're so nice to each other, and it's like a competition, but there's no prize at the end. <laughs> I mean, they win, they become the the best baker, but like like bragging rights. Yeah, but yeah. Like they help each other. If like, oh my god, I'm running late, and then if someone else had finished, they like, come over and like they'll help them do stuff. Oh, it's really cool. so different than a Amer- like. I cry every. If episode. They run out of time, and they're like still like putting something on a plate like on chopped or something they get like screamed at and disqualified in this they're like rahul put it down you're all done (laughs) it's so sweet (laughs) anyway anyway to the game okay cocker block it american idol i made it music themed (laughs) oh good call good call american idol block it why it's about the judges and not the singers Truth. Oh, see, I haven't watched it in many years. Yeah. I have my story of American Idol that I've probably told on this podcast a thousand times. I don't know. How when Jennifer Hudson got eliminated from American Idol, it was banned from my house because I was so upset. <laughs> well, did you know there's this like disclaimer when you watch the credits that says, although the audience participation um, is taken into account in the decision making, the producers have the ultimate decision. What? What? Yeah, and it says that on Project Runway. It says that on no. any reality show. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. I yeah. have been misled. Yeah. So you never know in those situations. Well, then fuck those producers because well, Jennifer Hudson's doing great. Yeah, she well, d- is doing better than Clay Aiken, that's for sure. Oh, well, he didn't win either. All, all, the ones that are, yeah, all the ones that haven't won have done the best except for, like, except for Kelly, like Kelly Clarkson and, and, and Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Did Carrie Underwood win too? Fantasia yeah. is doing, I don't know. She won. She, she was on won, Broadway for she, a while. She oh, that's did the true. color purple, but she couldn't handle like singing all the time. Oh god, I love the color Carrie purple. Carrie Underwood won and did is doing well. Who yeah. else won? There was someone. I don't know. Ruben Stuttered. Nobody knows where he is. Yeah. Taylor Hicks lost won against Catherine McPhee. Yeah. <gasps> and now she's married to a millionaire. Isn't she? I think he's like The Fosters. Yeah, he's like sixty five. Oh, yeah. Aaron Foster and Sarah Foster. And yeah. she's like on she has her own money too. She comes from a ton of money too. Oh, well then fuck her. Okay. <laughs> Definitely block. Because I remember when she auditioned, her mom was there and is a vocal teacher, and uh-huh. they were from like Beverly Hills. Yeah, it was the whole thing. Um, hmm. I also think like the whole. I think before when American Idol started, it was about like the pop star, like oh, Britney totally. Spears and totally. stuff. Now everyone like likes a singer songwriter. Like thanks Adele. Um, I didn't, that wasn't a sarcastic thanks Adele. That was a, no, that was I a know. genuine thanks Adele. Yeah. yeah. Because now, like, you can't you can't really be a pop star if you don't. They like, also a new established pop star. I guess Ariana Grande is make, getting away with it. They also used to have a rule that you couldn't. Uh, the age range was eighteen to or sixteen to twenty eight. And I recently <laughs> realized that I've out. Like I'm too old to ever audition for American oh my God. Idol. Oh my god! Yes, and then also like when you go to check a box of your age group. Suddenly, uh, you cross yeah. this threshold where it's like, yeah, we don't care about you. 45 and above, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you should already have your 401k and everything by now, so we don't care about you right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, shit. Cock it or block it, acapella groups. Block it. <laughs> See, like, I knew these would be... Like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego is the first thing that comes to my head. Mm-bop, mm-bop, mm-bop. 
Do you know what I think about all the time with acapella groups? Is at some point, Pentatonix told people like, oh, we're going to be an acapella group and we're go- that's going to be our career and we're going to be. And if anyone said that to me, I'd be like, you are a fucking loser. Like nothing's going to happen for you ever. You are never going to be successful. Like I'm like, they're truly the only famous acapella group there's, yeah there's also like the one guy it's who, huge in utah yeah it's there's, so weird but I, it's crazy to me i'm like they really showed me well there's also one <laughs> there's also the one guy who's always the bass and he was just like yeah they have different talents and he's like i just want to sing that is why i'm like do you think he's happy being the no of course not i took concert choir in high school and i dropped out like after a term because i was just like i can't sing what i'm supposed to sing when someone else is right next to me screaming something else (laughs) i feel like that's valid cannot do it i think that's valid so Um, it does require some sort of talent but like uh, fuck lee man they made that shit like uh mm -hmm. and they put that back in the ether and i agree and like what's up with like redoing songs that just came out like last week all the time that was frustrating that was annoying all right last one coachella Mm. and let's do for you and since this is batches and bachelor's always around uh so we'll do coachella and stagecoach which is you know what it is Mm -mm. no See, I didn't know what it was either. I don't know what's going on. On this either. fucking season of Bachelor in Paradise, they all were fucking each other at Stagecoach, which oh. apparently is the festival after Coachella, but it's country music. Oh. I feel like. So I'm a Lollapalooza fan over Coachella. Mm. Okay. I feel like Coachella has become this scene to be seen scene. It's just like an Instagram. Yes, it's a huge Instagram. And so. I would have to say in the state it is in right now, block it, especially the recent lineups have been awful. Except for Beyonce. Yeah. You don't want the uh, beehive coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, well, but then they had like Kanye West one year. Yeah. Didn't Ariana Headliner, Grande like, headline come this on. year? Yeah, Ariana headlined Blitz like, What the hell's going on? Yeah. I just, meh. It is very commercial. I don't like the fact that it's so far away from everything. And, um, I mean, I guess if you follow the trail of money, there's going to be someone that's that's anti-LGBT. But oh the, yeah, the, the 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 owners of the franchise of of the of Coachella itself are are uh, campaign donors to Trump. So it's like really? oh okay, yeah. And you have it's it's almost like when Prop Eight came out. And everyone was like, boycott this, boycott that. But then as soon as they found out, like, AT&T, which was the only carrier for the iPhone for the, at that point in time, it was one of the first mm-hmm. generations, it's like, okay, how many of you guys are going to just drop your iPhone right now? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. It's like, same thing with Coachella. It's like, oh, you find out about this? Okay, you're willing to, like, boycott Chick-fil-A, but don't stand in the way of my Coachella These moment. These motherfuckers in the office got Chick-fil-A the other day. Maybe I shouldn't they say that. They get it all the time. Uh, they do? They must hide it for me. They do. Do they purposely hide it from me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, because I make comments when all you the were time. on vacation. They were like, "Oh, Ryan's on vacation. Let's get you." Yeah, there's like a there's a youth LGBT uh, event in Utah coming up, and like Dan Reynolds and some other people are going to be there. But one of the sponsors is Chick Fil A. I'm like, "No, what are you guys doing?" The and that- they said, "Well, it's a local franchise." I'm like, "It no, this is too well known." well-known fact yeah and they haven't made good on their word before either it's also i know come on so many flaming homosexuals that like are from the south and live here now that worked at chick-fil-a in high school mm-hmm. and i'm like oh. what well, a weird world <sighs> um what a world are you still registered to vote in utah yes yep. yeah i am that's good <laughs> i don't know what i was going with that question. <laughs> <laughs> we just like to make sure everyone's registered <laughs> yeah when we had uh, um, a lineup of mayors running for Salt Lake City, the Salt Lake City mayor election, and you know there was one that was, or two of them that were a member of the LGBT community, and I didn't support either of them, mm. and I kind of got some flack for it, but I feel like, you know, you shouldn't, like, in Utah especially, I had the feeling like, well, you guys just vote for whoever the Mormon is and who the mm. Republican is. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, then I shouldn't be voting just because someone's yeah, it's part of our community. They no, need totally. to have the track record. They need to have the experience and all that stuff. So I would no, say, like, sure. I always say this, like, I'm a, I'm not a one issue voter, but I'm a one issue non voter. Like, I won't vote for you because you have this one issue. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. like say they're great on everything, but they're like anti LGBTQ, just for example, or 
but like say like they are pro LGBTQ, I'm not just going to vote for them automatically. Yeah. Right. There's certain. Right. There's one issue that can cancel me voting from someone, but there's not one issue that can make me vote for someone. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. That, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, Justin, thank you so much for coming. Where can our listeners find you? Where they can they find your music? So the album and everything comes out today the 20th so itunes spotify all that stuff my website if you want a physical copy if you're old school and like those cd things those Mm -hmm. are available on my website so i went to a brandy carlisle concert on (gasps) saturday (gasps) i wanted to go how was it it was incredible she's amazing yes it was really incredible and she was just so happy did i did i introduce you to brandy carlisle no okay i've known her for a while i i discovered her when the story came out I yeah. Mean, oh, she also did the story, and it was so fucking good. And it's also her first time playing Madison Square Garden, so she was like <gasps> so wow. happy. And she came out and was kissing the stage and was like crying all the time. And Mavis Staples opened for her. Oh my gosh! But she was ta- who's like eighty years old, and she kept on being like, "My CDs are available for sale <laughs> in the lobby." And I'm like, "No, Mavis, just tell them oh, where to God. download." I have. What were you gonna say? Um. But yeah, it was so fucking good. Her voice is And she brought out the high women who, except for um, unaware. Except what? for what's, what's her fucking... The Marin Mars, who yes. I just saw. I she saw wasn't there. So the high women is like this country band with Brandi Carlisle and Marin Morris and these two other women. Natalie Hemby, who wrote all I... Um, I can't always, believe you know so much about this. Always remember us this way. She wrote that song. And oh, she really? wrote And she wrote um, um, the last song in Star is Born. Oh, yeah. She's great. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the touch. But yeah, so they came out, but Maren Morris wasn't there. Yeah. And wow. she was like, Maren couldn't be here tonight, but she sent us a crate of booze to as an apology. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw Maren Morris uh, in concert on Friday at Radio City. Ooh. It was, she's very talented. I, did, did I talk about this on the podcast already? No, you didn't. I also love Maren Morris. I saw her at Grand Ole Opry and it was amazing. But so. She had the same issue when I saw her that Brian's going to talk she, about. So she, I, I don't like to comment on people, what people wear. I'm that's my preempt. I'm preempting this conversation with that. She, but however, she looked great. She looked amazing. She was wearing this like tube top dress, I guess. It was like leopard, like big yeah. stiletto heels. Fine, whatever. However, during every fucking song, she had to pull her dress up. Oh. And so she's singing and then she's pull, yanking her dress up. It was so distracting. You can't wear a tube top when you're playing guitar. It's going to come down. I was just like, girl, like, wear something you're can rock out in and yeah, be comfortable yeah. she just like looked uncomfortable the whole time and she's so talented that every time she yanked her dress up i was distracted yeah yeah, yeah. brandy really, was wearing it, it was a bummer amazing uh, outfit uh, it was so good shiny black pants and like okay so yeah this is what i say this is my hot tip for everyone um i that brandy carlo concert i was thinking about going to but i got fucking dragged into this stupid friends thing um <laughs> And it was looking, I was looking at 7.30 p.m. and the concert started at 8. The tickets on StubHub for ground floor seats were $6. Yeah, because <gasps> it wasn't sold out and they dropped everything. $6. But she sold out right before it started. So it was sold out. No, and but not so StubHub. Happy. StubHub is something different. StubHub already had the seats. StubHub, they, someone already bought the tickets and they're trying to resell their tickets. Oh. So yeah, yeah. St- I've done this for Beyonce before. I didn't wait till like 7.30 to 8 p.m. But I bought like hundred dollar floor seat Beyonce tickets once so it was awesome. Oh my god. Anyways, so where can our listeners cool. find you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is Justin Utley Music and Twitter, Instagram um is Justin Utley and then YouTube is Justin Utley Music. Um yeah, I'm just awesome. doing a couple weeks till uh that new one Waiting for Love will be out too, which is pretty happy fun. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Thank Amazing. you. Thank and you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Right. And we'll be right back with a listener question. And we're back. Time for our listener question. All the way from Costa Rica. Oh, fun. You've been. I have. This past March. It was amazing. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I love that intro. LOL. You're both hilarious. I love you. Oh, that's wow. it. That's the whole question, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I wish. Um, you did a great job. Just continue to love us. <laughs> that's great. That's the advice. Compliment both of us. And then say you love us. That's all we need. I need advice. I live in San Jose, Costa Rica. It's small here. There's not lots of guys and everyone's dated each other, which is a huge turnoff for me. Anyway, I haven't had sex in five months. All caps. I don't love going out because I have a new puppy. And to be, on- to be honest, I love just being around him. Plus, I don't really go out to bars or clubs, etc. 
How would you try to meet someone if you were me? I just want to give it away at this point, but like not to anybody. LOL. Anyway, thanks. Be good. Um, did you look at this guy's profile? No. I did. He's cute. Well, then fucking fly down to Costa Rica. <laughs> you guys can have your puppies fucking play with each other. Puppy play. <laughs> Puppy play. <laughs> Which is a disgusting sex act. No, it's not. Are you into puppy play? No, girl. You defend it pretty hardcore. I do not yuck anyone's yum. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. If you lick a boot and you like to lick boots, go for it. Go for it. See, that's another fetish I don't understand. As long as you're not hurting anyone. I get a foot fetish. I don't get... You don't get... A a booted foot. A booted foot? I think it's like a... um, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't have this issue. I mean, not issue, but you know what I mean. Oh wait, here's this guy, and here's his puppy. Look at him. Hold on, I'm looking at him. Oh wow, yeah, he's hot. He's really cute, and he's got a cute pup. Oh my god, he's very hot. So like, I'm. Maybe you just need some. He's hot. I'm yeah. into it. And he's from Costa Rica. I noticed that a lot of people were beautiful from Costa Rica. I mean, that's mm. a very Call big us if generalization. You ever come to New York. Um. Okay. I mean. Uh, do you have? I don't. Five months to me isn't that long, to be honest. It's quite a long time. I know a lot of people say that, but like, it's not. Well, if. Okay, how would you try to meet someone if you were me? I don't know. I you, am you, bitch. And. <laughs> how would you try to meet someone, Chris? Uh, how do you, you try don't to meet want people? my advice because it's not working. I think it's like. I think. Th- I think. I think it's probably not. San Jose is like probably not as small as you think it is. I think people think that everyone is like talking about them and gossiping about them when really no one cares what anyone else is doing because everyone is so self-involved. Do they have grinder there? I'm sure they do. Um, I'm sure also they give a puppy. Use the puppy. Exactly. Take the puppy out on the street. What are you doing? Yeah. Use, yeah. Use your dog for sex. Yeah. That's why Brian got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think it's about being open and also like being safe. You know, like say you, you I just want to, I just want to give this point, but not like to anybody. Don't ever like regret hooking up with someone. I think like as long as you were happy with it at the moment, as long as and you're safe, the only time I've ever regretted hooking up with someone is like if it was like an ex or like if it what if I don't feel like I used proper protection and, and I get like really anxious. Mm. So, like, other than that, I'm always like, okay, whatever. We're two fucking con- consenting adults, and we had sex. And most of the time, sex is terrible, especially when it's with one person for the first time. So, like, that's the other thing. It's like, maybe you do end up having sex with someone, and it's also like, also just oh, like, God damn it. Jerk off. Jerk off more. Three times just a day. Just jerk off. I don't understand the problem. He wants someone Here's to. Here's the thing I understand, bone. like, I get lonely from, like, feeling like sometimes i'm like can someone just come lay on my body in (laughs) silence they have people for that i know but i'm not hiring somebody to come lie on top of me in silence i'm not a Uh uh-huh when when i was when i was single and i wanted to be with someone or i wanted some sort of interaction i like made a point of trying to go on a date every week using the apps and most of the time i did not want to go going on dates makes me like so anxious to the point that it's like i can't do it but that's the thing is the more you do it the less anxious you get the more you just like say fuck it like like i either like this person and we hang out a couple times and that's cool or i don't like this person and i never talk to him again like Mm. it's really not that big of a deal and when you just like put it into that perspective and it's just like and you know and then it's just oh shit i didn't get to watch three hours of netflix tonight or spend an hour and a half with my puppy you know what i mean See, that's devastating (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, I just put yourself take out there. your puppy outside and see what the like. Throw that puppy out on the fishing line and see what you're reeling. Go out with people that you normally wouldn't go out with. You know what I mean. As long as it's safe and consensual, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Or yeah, come to New York. You'd be very popular here. Yeah. Bring your dog and bring some like fresh fruit from Costa Rica. It's delicious. <laughs> I don't think that's legal. I don't think it is either. I'm so smart. Um, I, I loved Costa Rica. That was a really nice trip. Anyways. Anyways. Does that feel like a good answer? I feel like that's the best answer I can give. I am lonelier than you are. I promise. I don't yeah. have a fucking puppy. I am. So I, I I feel weird expressing this because I probably will go back on it. 
Um, I'm on like day four of um, no nicotine. I know. Because I've, I was like juuling a lot and then everyone's like, oh, juuling's bad for you. And then I like bought a pack of cigarettes and then I was like, I just don't want to be dependent, like feel like I need something or like also like cigarettes don't smell good. I just love, I, know. I love the feeling of like smoking something. Here's the thing. Smoking cigarettes is amazing, but it's the like the smell, the smell and your finger smell for like days. Your breath. When you shower, you can like smell it in your hair. And it's just like, I, why can't there be a health? It's fucking almost 2020. Can we not have a healthy cigarette that doesn't smell or smells nice? Like I would invest in that person who invented that. Yeah. So I mean, if you guys want, if, if, we're, if there's any scientists listening, <laughs> if there's any scientists listening here that we're giving you the idea of a healthy cigarette, which I'm please, sure you've never thought of, please <laughs> help me out. Um, Cause I'm just like constantly irritable right now, except for when like, I'm very lucky that I'm happy with a new puppy, but because I feel like that's like satiating my anger. But that's like still smoking pot weed. Of course. See, so just do that. But then you're like super stoned. I guess that's not a big deal. So, but like sometimes you want to smoke a cigarette in the morning, and like I can't be like that's super fair. stoned. Some, there is nothing better than like a cup of coffee and a cigarette. I love like walking to work and smoking, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's such a nice little walking home thing. from work and smoking. Yeah, that's the other ish too. Is like no one and it's smokes. fall. It's a hard time. I know to quit. it's really hard. And so in high school, I used to. My friend reminded me of this the other day. It's so embarrassing, but we used to walk around. Than like our neighborhood and the main like highway close to our neighborhood to find cigarettes that people had thrown out of their window yep. that was like long enough to still get something out of. That's and then we awful. would smoke it. I don't know, but someone's like, "You're grumpy lately," and I'm like, "I know. I'm sorry." I know. Brian tweeted that he was off nicotine this morning, and we had a shoot this morning, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm like, all- but you don't seem like that irritable." Oh really? Maybe it was like. Towards the end of it, I felt irritable. I'm also feel like I'm more of like a I'm not the most pleasant person on set, anyways. I feel like you've been like in a good mood actually this week. Oh really? Maybe it's because I got a dog. Like yesterday, you were in a very good mood. Really? Yeah. I wonder what that was about. I don't know. <laughs> Moon cycles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's because you got a dog. I probably is. I'm like very. I'm liking it. Something to look forward to all the time. Mm-hmm. Like me and death. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, re-rate, review and resubscribe. Um, and think, if you, oh yeah, right. I feel like we've been forgetting to do this, have we? I don't think so. Oh, but if you need advice, you can DM us on Instagram at everyone's gay, or you can email us at gayatbetches.com. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And listen to us on Spotify. Um, yeah. We're there too. And Spotify is the jam. And if you have Spotify Premium, it comes with it. So like, what do you? What, what that that's mean? just like Spotify that you pay for. Oh yeah. Do you not pay for your Spotify? Of course I pay for Spotify. Okay, I was gonna say losing the purse strings a little bit. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Bye. Betches. <laughs>